Cindy, I got I got to be upfront from the very beginning, and and this this is my walking way, and 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 talking with you or sharing a conversation with you is everything that I hope to have every day because I don't understand the energy that so many of us have and these and these connections that we have with a world that isn't here, but to have an opportunity to talk with you is such a blessing. Oh, thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. And you tapped into this at such an early age. How did, I mean, I realized that you were visited by a classmate. She unveiled herself to you after the tragic loss. But how do you deal with that at such an early age when most of us, we ran away to our bedrooms and we created worlds? Yeah, you know, well, let me just say, too, a lot of kids that are creating worlds and talking to, quote unquote, imaginary friends, my question would be, are they really imaginary? Because children are very open. Children are super tapped into the spirit world. And, you know, the sad part is, is they're told it is not real. But I think a lot of kids are having these really deep experiences. Um, and, you know, what parents will say, I've heard this from several parents. They've said, Cindy, how did my two-year-old daughter point to her grandmother in the picture when her grandmother died before she was born and she knew who it was? Or two or three-year-old kid? Because it's because the kid is seeing, you know, the grandmother visiting her from the spirit world. So, you know, I just like, ah, that's my thing on kids. They're super open. If you're kid is telling you they're seeing spirits you know have a conversation with them um, don't shut it down but for me you know i grew up in a, a catholic family and so we didn't talk about uh, i see dead people right. um the first experience that i had i i knew that i something happened i saw her but i also didn't really understand what was happening and and i also was very sensitive as a kid very psychic i could see when things were going to happen before they did i had premonitions uh, i could feel energies around me i could read people very well and my mom would always say you know cindy's really sensitive she knows things um, you know, but it was really confusing because I still didn't understand what was happening and what what was going on with with my abilities. And you know, when I was 19, I met my first uh, mentor. Her name was Bonnie, and she was a psychic medium. And she looked at me and she said, "Cindy, you're a psychic medium." And at the time, I thought she was insane. I was like, "What are you talking about?" I was like, "I'm a singer. I don't know what you're talking about." You know, and. But then we became friends and she was really patient with me. And for, you know, I guess I have to say from 19 to around 26, uh, she she really taught me a lot about mediumship and was a very good friend. Uh, and she passed away in 2011. So I always like send her love and she really was my first mentor, but she's the first person who saw it in me, told me what it was and helped me understand it. And then from there, I just kind of didn't look back and I, I now I'm here. So on Dead Files. <laughs> While you're receiving, are there members of the animal kingdom around you? And the reason why I bring this up is because as I look out at this forest that I'm in right now, we there, there are two deer out here. And I'm going, of course, there are two deer out here because the deer are all about peace. And I'm talking with Cindy. But but that's anytime that you receive, there's always somebody from the animal kingdom that is there. Do you go through that same thing? Well, I, I love animals and I do see animals in the spirit world. So I do a lot of live events where I bring through people's loved ones who have passed away. And at those events, I also bring through people's pets who have passed away. Mm -hmm. um, but people also have animal guides, you know, animals are medicine. So when you see, right, you already know what the deer represents. Uh, but, you know, I, I believe that animals have a spirit there. There are teachers, uh, you know, so 
Yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, and some people that work in the field that I work in actually are animal communicators. They don't even really work with human souls. They just work with animals. So I think that, you know, I don't know, it's, it's pretty magical. There, there's a lot about uh, mediumship and psychic ability and the world beyond that uh, to explore and that we still don't understand. Yeah, we're, we're so much on the same path because I do have a book of totem, plus I'm a big student of Ted Andrews who does animal speak. And and when I when I come across an animal, the first thing I do is like right now, there's a dang, there's another deer. We're up to four deer now. The And the, the what happens is, is that I'll look it up immediately to find out what is the message for the day. And, and it's one of those that just uh, really blows me away because it's like, what do you want me to know that I don't know now, but through you, I can learn. And it seems like everything I've read about you and studied about you, you seem to be the same way. Yeah, it's true. Because I think everything, there's a connection in everything, right? I, I don't believe that there's a separation at all between any of us. You know, it's, it's a this, this perceived separation, but we're here to learn lessons. We're here to have experiences. Earth is school, right? We're at school. But again, like finding that connection to nature is so vital, especially now. Uh, you know, it's a misconception, I think, for people um, in their mediumship development to to think that we have to go outside or go somewhere else or above, right? Um, I always tell my students, I teach mediumship. I, I love teaching so much. I, I always tell them, you know, really it's all inside of you. And if you can get grounded and connect to the earth, even better, because the more grounded you are, the further out you can expand and you won't get swept away by the, uh, the wind or by, I don't know, the noise, right? You're, you're coming from a grounded place. So I think you're on a great track by being connected to nature and animals. I think that's, it's amazing. Do you believe in stream thinking in the way that being, being present in your now is how you you're able to receive? Because I mean, what you're doing on dead files, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing how, you know, a, a viewer, most viewers might go, what? I don't believe this, but those that do believe it are going to go, Oh my God, this Cindy is speaking my street. Uh, presence is key. Presence is so important. Um, you know, I, I describe working in the in this field kind of like this. It's like I have to be extremely present, present enough to allow this information to come in, and then I have to That's be it. cognizant to give the message. Then I have to go back to being present. Then I have to give the message. But again. Um, true presence like in that space of true presence everything is there and i'm of the belief i think past present and future bah, all happening at the same time can i put words to that uh not really <laughs> you know it's like i don't really know how to explain that it's a feeling it's an intuition it's something i've experienced in meditation and sitting mm -hmm. in deep presence mm -hmm. of feeling everything there it's all there but again um this this idea of of duality, right? It, it, the concept of duality, I think it, it's part of, it's part of what we're here to unlearn, but it's also what gives us, I don't know, space, time, bodies, egos, this, that, you know, here, there. Um, but again, I think at the end of the day, it's all about going back to that place of, of everything being connected, if that makes sense. It does. It absolutely does. Julia Cameron says we've always got to be in touch with our inner child. So the fact that on the dead files on the Travel Channel that you you envision the combination of Pictionary, charades, and telephone, I giggled like a child when I heard that explanation because I'm going, oh my God, she's so in touch with that inner child. Yeah, it's so important. It's so important because, you know, mediums, um, 
a lot of time in in our development and even with me still now like the fear of being wrong or the fear of judgment the fear of whatever right it gets in the way but kids they're innocent they're free they're in their imagination they're in play they're in all of these places that uh, are so magical and so it's true like being in that space being childlike it's it's a magical place you don't treat any of this like a circus side stage. I mean, that's what I love about you and how you're strong with that. But it, it couldn't have become overnight, uh, you know, an overnight energy of saying, no, this is how I believe it. You, you had to have struggled your way to this to this particular place. Well, of course. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it, it wasn't an easy thing to come out and tell people, oh, I'm a psychic medium. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was that was really challenging. Um, and, and, you know, the projections of other people and feeling the the skepticism and all of the things. And, and I just got to a place with it where, um, and I'm still learning. I still have, especially on TV, you know, there's a lot of stuff that comes with being on TV, but I really learned to just, just to try to be present, but to also just know, like, this is why I'm here. I know that this is my path. And I'll tell you, the other part of it is the more I learn, the less that I know. So I'm always in this space of curiosity because the second that I think that I know for sure about something, the spirit world gives me a beat down. They're like, no, no, you think you know, let me show you something else. And so I think that that's an important, important thing to think about for everyone. Like none of us know all of the answers. So anybody that says they know exactly what happens when they die, I don't think that that's possible. That's just my experience. The books or tablets that you keep with you, is it doodling or are you putting out words? Because there's no way that you're letting this stay inside of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's automatic writing. It's, oh, I, I it's, man, automatic writing. I write so fast. Yep. It's, they're actually words coming out that I can't even read my handwriting at the end. So when I'm doing automatic writing at home, I use my computer because at least there's typos, but at least it's legible <laughs> at the end, uh, you know, but it's, it's, you know, I love using automatic writing because uh, it's a different kind of a channel. It's, it's not me having to unpack an image where like with clairvoyance, you see an image, maybe you're seeing a fire truck. So then you have to feel into, did somebody die in a fire? Were they a firefighter? Did they drive a fire truck? Did they get hit by a fire truck? Right. You have to like feel into all of these yep. pieces of an image um, with automatic writing. It's just coming out. So I don't hear it and then write it down. It just comes out. So it's a super vulnerable place to be as well, um, especially on TV, because I don't know what's about to come out. Mm-hmm. Right. I just trust the process. But it's it's in some ways a clearer um, channel. But it's also, you know, the information is coming from a different perspective because it's not I don't have to filter it so much through my it's obviously it's coming from me and through yeah, me, but yeah. it's just. Yeah. Do you come with rules? And I'll explain that. In other words, if, if I feel like that I'm being visited or I've, something's happening, I always say, look, you can stay. We can share a conversation. But if you bring up one level of anything that's going to hurt another person, you've got to go immediately. Oh, yeah, that's a really good point. You know, um, how do I? Well, OK, let me let me explain it this way. When I first started working with with really diving into my mediumship, doing readings for people, I did have like, I guess, rules, right? With the spirit world. Like Mm -hmm. if I felt that there was energy that felt mean or aggressive or angry, I would push it away. I'd be like, no, you're not coming near me, right? And then as time went on, I started to recognize that when I was feeling these spirits who I perceived to be mean or angry or bad, right? And I'm putting 
quotation marks around that bad. Um, what I started to realize is that they were trying to show me aspects of themselves um, as who they were when they were here. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so I had to feel that emotion from them to be able to accurately describe who they were. Uh, again, some of them are, are, are showing, you know, what they feel like on the other side, maybe because for example, people are talking about them in the living and getting the story wrong. So imagine being dead for 150 years and people keep lying about your story and you can hear it. You can hear them lying about you. You see it happening. You'd probably be a little bit annoyed, yeah, right? Yeah. And I tell I tell my students, you know, look, treat spirits on the other side. Treat them like you would treat somebody in the living. Have compassion for them. How would you talk to your friend if your friend was angry, right? You would sit down and say, why are you angry? You wouldn't just say, get the, get the heck away from me, mm -hmm. right? So it's about having compassion for the spirit world. Um, and I will say this, um, I'm at the, the understanding now with my work. And again, ask me in 10 years, I might have a different answer for you, but <laughs> so true. right, it's like, I don't so know, true. I'm just an idea. Uh, I didn't have this idea 10 years ago, so it's my idea now. Um, <laughs> paranormal investigations you know when we're encountering these energies that are angry aggressive that have a lot of force and power right people are having poltergeist activity things are happening in their homes i truly am starting to believe that that i'm encountering or people are encountering these fragmented aspects of the soul that are traumatized that need healing that want to be reintegrated right because when you have a trauma or something bad happens there's a piece of you that can fragment off and that piece can stay at a place mm -hmm. uh, but it's really hard for me to believe that the entirety of a soul would be confined to one house for 50 years. Like I can't, I can't energetically, that doesn't make sense to me because if you read about near death experiences, um, people report to have been able to be, have reported to have been able to be in several different places all at the same time. So what is that showing us about the soul's ability to travel? Mm. So I think it's important for mediums working in the paranormal space to kind of recognize, okay, this is a fragmented piece. This is, a, this is a part of this person's soul that's traumatized, that needs healing, that needs love, that needs compassion. But who's to say that the, the younger version, the childlike version of that soul isn't somewhere else mm -hmm. talking to another medium mm -hmm. because the spirit world can show, they can show themselves to us at any age they want to show themselves to us. And that's interesting too. So you could die at a hundred and somebody could see you when you were 50. Right. And then what, why, like, why are they showing up at that age? Mm -hmm. So anyway, yeah, I could talk about this for like 10 hours. Oh, Sorry. Right. I like I said, this is, this is, this is the language that I speak. And, and so therefore I have to ask this question. Do you believe that you're tapping into frequencies? There's always frequencies around us and somehow, some way you are not transmitting it, but you're receiving it. Yeah. That's such a good question. Right. So there's this guy named Matthias De Stefano. He's uh, got a show on Gaia TV, or he did. Um, so anyway, he's really, really interesting. He claims to be to have remembered all of his past lives, and he's a super interesting guy. But he was talking about the concept of levels and layers and energies, right? Because most mediums, including me, like I will say, oh, this person's in this level or layer, but. That doesn't really make sense because time and space aren't linear on the other side. But the only way that we can describe our experiences um, 
really in a, in a way that makes sense to people and to us, you know, to ourselves is by giving things time and space. Okay. So Matthias was saying, he's like, you know, spirits aren't going anywhere. The energy isn't in a layer or a level or a space. What's happening when we're connecting or sensing these frequencies, frequencies, yes, is that we're able to shift our perspective. Mm -hmm. It's like a shift of perspective to a different frequency, right? So by making it a frequency, you're not really giving, I guess maybe you're giving it space, but I think it's a more accurate description um, because when we die, right, the soul, um, it, the, the energy, energy changes, right? It just changes form. But I don't believe that we have bodies like we have here in the spirit world. At least ask me in 10 years. Maybe we do. But I, that's not my understanding, you know? So it's a great question. I'm still, uh, I still sit with that and try to understand, like, what, what is really happening when we're having these experiences? How important is scent? Because the scent of something will open up my mind as if to say, oh, my God, something is about to happen. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you have a Claire Olfactory. It's a Claire, right? Uh man scent is amazing um you know a lot of people report to smell cigarette smoke or mm -hmm, perfume mm -hmm. and something a scent that reminds them of their loved one who has moved on right uh it's real that's a that's a visitation that's an experience that's a mediumistic experience unless you're working on a psychic level uh that's past present and future maybe yep. you're picking up somebody in the living right um but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a strong one. And it's very, um, you know, like we could smell something and it could shoot us back into our childhood like this. Yep. Yep. So it's a strong one. Yeah. Mm. How do you deal with people who do live in their past? Because we, we talked about the present and how important that is, because it's like people will talk to me about things that, that have gone on in the past. And I'm, I'm like going, I can't tune into this because I'm not there. I don't want to go there. How do you personally deal with it? Oh, that's such a good question, right? Um, man, this could be a really long answer. Let me condense it. <laughs> I'm like, because I could, it could go in so many directions, right? Because, um, you know, you're lucky that you understand the power of presence and being in that space, right? But I also think that people remembering their past, those moments where they're going into the past, their 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 teacher moments, their experiences. And everybody is where they are, right? And so I think it's about meeting somebody where they need to be met. Uh, because some people aren't ready to be in the, the presence practice, right? That's not not where they are. So how can we meet those people that are, are really in the past and still, you know, I don't know, show up for them in a way that that works for them. But I understand what you're saying. It's hard, right? Because there are a lot of people who really live in the past and it's really hard to pull people out of that space. Um, but again, you know, um, be grateful that you understand the power of presence. It's a, it's a big one. Well, that's it's 20, one. that's 29 years of daily writing is what that is, Cindy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> You've got to come back to this right. show anytime in the future. The door is always going to be open for you. Oh, I would love to. Let's do it again. Count me in. Thank yeah. you for the, the conversation. Well, thank you for the real the real talk about what this is about and why people should not fear it, but basically embrace it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I say my job as a medium is done when nobody has to come see me anymore because everybody is having their own experience. Right. So yeah. that's what I hope for. Excellent. You'd be brilliant today. OK. Thank you. You too.